0: This is Smedy from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz, and you are listening to the Fan Levitard Podcast. Lebitardians, to another episode of the Fan Lebitard Show. I'm your host Ty, here with Nathan, reminding you to follow, rate, and review this podcast. Also, follow the show on Twitter at lebitard underscore fan, and send us an email at fanlebitard at gmail.com. You can also follow Nathan on Twitter at onemopportunity. That's one spelled out, mopportunity. We spoke to Dr. Olivier Joliet this week. Now, you might have seen his handiwork in the headlines recently, and he answers all of the questions about food and eating that Nathan and I could come up with, and we want to thank him so much for taking time out of his day to chat with our Silly, Silly podcast. If you are someone who wants to live a long and healthy life, you're going to want to listen to what he has to say, especially if you're someone who eats a lot of hot dogs. So with that being said, let's get into the interview. (coughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to today's episode. I am pleased to welcome in... Probably, I think it's safe to say, the smartest guest we've had on the show (laughs) to date, Dr. Olivier Joliet. Joliet? Joliet? I messed that up. I knew I would. Dr. Olivier Joliet, he is a professor of environmental health science at the University of Michigan and the senior author of the paper titled, Small Targeted Dietary Changes Can Yield Substantial Gains for Human Health and the Environment. Dr. Joliet, welcome into the show. How are you doing?
1: Fine. thank you. I'm very pleased to join. Uh, you put the bar a bit high for me, but uh, I, will, I will try to have at least meaningful uh, responses.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I can I can speak for for this podcast and say we don't get many doctors coming on this podcast, so it is always a treat when we get someone who can raise the intellectual bar for us a little bit over our normal shenanigans. So I'm ready to learn some stuff today. And for the listeners wondering. Who is this man? Why is he on this podcast? It is because you may recognize him from an article or from a a paper that he wrote that got picked up widely in the mainstream media. You may recognize it from the headlines, a hot dog could cost you 36 minutes of healthy life. Now it's starting to ring a bell a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. And so, Dr. Joliet, to start... Um, Because that was the angle that a bunch of these um, media members and newspapers and and all these different publications really seized upon was that hot dog aspect. I'm wondering if you've heard from any representatives or spokespeople from companies who produce hot dogs, because I'm guessing that has not been great for business.
1: I haven't. uh, I I haven't any. uh, To my knowledge, I haven't received any direct feedback Uh, from company uh, producing or or selling hot dogs uh, so far.
2: (laughs) So um, this is Nathan here. Uh, Did McDonald's dodge a bullet on this with their two for $5 sausage egg McMuffin? The hot dog kind of took the headlines, but I think McDonald's dodged a bullet here.
1: Yeah, um, if you like. In in fact, when you look at, at what are the data behind this value of 36 minutes, first you have to say, there is always in, in good science, you produce uncertainty. So if you go in the paper, you will see that it's in fact between 22 and 45 minutes. Okay, that, that uh, so uh, uh, 36 is, is a value uh, in, in between. Uh, but in fact, it, it's linked to the, what is inside a hot dog and and the main risk factor is in fact processed meat. So if you have other uh, usage of processed meat in, in, as, in, in the same quantity, I mean, there is like 60 grams of processed meat in the hot dog, uh, that will also le- uh, lead to somewhat similar impact. Now, if you have a, uh, a beef hamburger, uh, then it's not necessarily processed meat. I mean, it could be, it could be a raw beef, not necessarily processed, and, and that would be a bit better in that sense. So beef when
0: I was when I was looking through the paper beef was one of the foods that seemed pretty consistently having both negative environmental and health impacts and so, a popular option for people who are trying to cut back on their meat consumption, especially red meat consumption, are these plant-based burgers, like an Impossible Burger or a Beyond Burger. Did you do any sort of evaluation on whether or not these, like, plant-based protein burgers, are better than traditional beef in either environmental or health?
1: Yeah, for 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 the environment, this is very likely. I mean, I, I didn't, we didn't study because simply we don't have enough data for health it's sure that we don't have enough people who have consumed it over a long enough period to be able to uh to provide in- inferences for the environment it's it's uh our, unless the processing would be super high but but uh uh i, I don't think it's possible in fact to to uh, reach the 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 level of meat i mean uh at, at this level so uh certainly better for the environment uh probably better than processed meat i mean uh, but if you eat a veggie burger i ate some uh, today uh, for lunch Uh Uh, i have a veggie burger which look like a veggie burger i mean i see my vegetables (laughs) and uh, i i I want that because if you have i mean if you want to transform it into meat, that means you must work it process it more and that is not necessarily great uh, in that case. And and uh, uh, we'll see in the future if we... I mean, we might have enough people eating these sort of things to, to get uh, some data in the future, but not yet. So
0: I want to seize on something that you had mentioned there. And it has me curious because it, it occurs to me that we never really quantified what we're talking about here. When we talk about processed meats and beef and things like that and the negative impacts, can you... Um, dumb it down for me personally. Like, what are we talking about here? What does that actually look like to the average person?
1: You, you mean how we are determining these 36 minutes or... or and, and, uh, and just like what, what that means. Like, can you
0: quantify how bad these things are for someone who doesn't necessarily understand the data?
1: Yeah. So, the I mean, if, if you think you have uh, 24 hours in a day, okay... Uh, and uh, this is, in terms of minutes, this is uh, 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 1,440 uh, minutes, okay? Losing uh, 36 minutes about that, that you're shortening, in fact, your healthy life. Uh, if I take my, my time 36, <laughs> I'm going that in, in real time. Okay, that every every, uh, I mean, if you regularly take a hot dog, okay, that, that's that's 2% uh, of your life. So time 70 years, uh, or so that's that's uh, 1.7 or 1.8 years uh, lost over lifetime. Okay, so that's, that's, not that's a good challenge. I mean, it's just it's just with one serving of processed meat basically per day. Uh,
2: So I'm looking at, you guys analyzed over 5,000 foods and I'm looking at the chart from your research paper and I kind of feel like uh, you mentioned that there's a range and I was very surprised. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here, but can candy add minutes to your life? Some candy.
1: Candy, the the two things. Uh, Candy presently are relatively neutral for health. The reason for that is... Uh, the, the health I mean, the health-based data have shown that sugar-sweetened beverages, I mean sodas, are detrimental. And I think one reason, where, whereas when they were looking at added sugar, they couldn't show really that uh, added sugar was detrimental. I think one reason for that is uh, when you drink uh, a Coke, you tend to drink a second one, okay? It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop you or reduce you, the amount you eat on the contrary you you're encouraged to do it and the, the portion are super large and, uh, and serving size are large etc so uh, whereas with sugar probably people in practice reduce something else uh, and and that that's why uh, they they cannot look at that now um in in our paper as we were also questioning that uh-huh. we did a sensitivity study to say okay if we take the effect uh, of of added sugar half of the one of sugar sweetened beverage we know it's lower because we we cannot see it where we can eat it with the soda uh, then then in that case it become detrimental but not dramatically i would say the other thing is the serving of of candy is not that much i mean you you we look here per serving and you don't eat uh, three hundred grams of candy, or, or, or I mean, you see. Um, that's Speak for not, yourself, uh, doctor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Except for Halloween, which is coming up, like, could this that's- should I go for nut based candy bars on Halloween?
1: You know what 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 I'm doing on Halloween? I have I have fruits, and I <laughs> fruits? Offer fruit. and the kids are super happy because they get a lot of candy, and suddenly they get get a big apple and uh, they they are very pleased uh, with so is it the, now, the is parents the apple... must agree because an apple is not i mean you you you, you know white snow and there's so story with apple we can be dangerous, but uh, uh, yeah usually, yeah usually they accept accepted if they know us. so,
2: so what, the apple that's your go to uh fruit for for halloween
1: for halloween yes or orange also that, that that would work
0: You've got me curious now, Doctor. Who are these children that are ecstatic to get apples on
1: Halloween? I've never met this child. You never met it? I, I was surprised, to be honest, because I thought they would say no, no, I mean that's not interesting. And I think it make a change. They get enough they get enough candies anyway when <laughs> if they go around. So having something different was interesting. <laughs>
0: So, okay, I've got I've got a very interesting question for you, I think. And and this this is a question totally based in reality, not hyperbolic in the least. Going through your paper, one of the foods that consistently scored incredibly well was salted peanuts. And I am just wondering, from a scientific standpoint, how many pounds of salted peanuts do I need to eat before I become immortal, some sort of like demigod of sorts?
1: Exactly. So uh, you can stop at 30 grams per day, because (laughs) above 30 grams per day, you don't get any benefits. So the the calculation we make are for incremental uh, quantities. Okay. And, and each of these beneficial, I mean, fruit is I think the limit is 250 grams per day. Uh, The which which yeah which will be two or three servings of fruits, so you you cannot and you should not take just oh that's the best item I just take that okay we need we need this variety and this is the beauty that it, it doesn't prescribe you uh, and and my paper is not telling you you should you should eat exactly that it's it's a bit restrictive on what to avoid because um, the beef is is in fact for the environment is clearly uh, up to four times worse than than like dairy or chicken product per serving uh, in that case. So it, it's clearly um, like it's a lot of methane emitted to 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 grow uh, cattle during two years and then you just eat the meat. Whereas with dairy, at least you are consuming, uh, you're you're producing milk during two or three years at at, at like uh, ten gallons a day. You. Or...
2: So uh, I'm looking again at. Uh your chart here of the breakdown of foods. And for me in the morning, I love like a good dish of eggs with some cheese, maybe make an omelet. Uh, and I'm seeing here though that eggs there tend to be a little bit on the negative side in their range. And I was wondering what, what can I do to have a better breakfast? Should I be mixing it up and throwing in like some oats or something like that?
1: Yeah, having some, some whole grains would be, would be great uh add, add your tomato uh, with uh, <laughs> with your with your egg i mean the, the egg are uh, coming a bit detrimental they're not dramatic if you like that's that's i, I would say uh, we, in, we 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 put some some uh, uh traffic light colors i mean to say mm-hmm. red things green things so the egg are not in the in in the green but they're not either in the red they are in the orange uh, uh case most of the dairy products are also in that zone. I mean, some uh, 2% milk can be slightly positive because of the calcium, I mean, uh, of, of, of the content there. Um, uh, but but uh, we have this orange zone where I think replacing the red by orange, if you don't want to change radically, is already a plus. And that's, that's what we can do. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like we just can't seem to get eggs right. One year, I have people telling me, like, they're the best thing you should be eating. The next year, you know, it's like, they're so high in cholesterol. Like, why can't we seem to figure out eggs? <laughs> what is it about them that's it, tricky, if that question it, makes sense?
1: Yeah, you, you know, the content of a given food is really complex. I mean, some, some decade ago, the, the, most of people would look at the nutrient contents. And then more and more, uh, the, the epidemiologists who are, who are looking at what are the, the, the health effects on, on, in fact, the, the data we have are not from us. They are from this global burden of disease. And they look at 50 different outcomes. I mean, uh, ischemic heart disease, colon cancer, different cardiovascular disease, and so on. And uh, they, 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 they are moving towards these people, towards food, because the food had a lot of, of nutrients. I mean I'm I'm working with, with uh with some company where they're analyzing and saying they there are six six thousand different substances uh inside a given food or, or even more than that. So uh, a given food item. So uh we we must be humble and we don't know mm-hmm. everything. Okay. And in in that sense, uh that's why it's difficult. An egg, yeah. an egg I mean, is uh but it, it, it's one of the source of protein, which is, I mean, as I say, close to neutral, uh, better than, than red meat or, or processed meat for sure. Not as good as fish because the fish had the omega-3 acid, which, which um, are, are great.
2: So, I mean, that kind of shows your perspective. Like I see an egg is like two ingredients, whites and yolks, but you're analyzing it on a much more complex level
1: yeah not myself I, i'm I'm a physicist I'm not a physician even by, <laughs> by training okay so I'm le- I'm also learning these uh, I mean in, in contact and in, in our study we had uh, Victor Filgoni who is in in uh, Battle Creek uh, he, he had worked a lot a long time for Kellogg's and he's a consultant and uh, that's crucial. i don't I, I I don't know that much about nutrition. I know I mean I started I arrived from the environmental impact side, in fact of of product. That's my if you like research specialty uh, in there. but yeah we 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 must be humble, but uh, data are coming that if I, we start to be in an amazing time where I would have not dreamed ten years ago to to access the type of data we have. But at the same time, we realize, I mean, that that's working with company and seeing how much they analyze their their food is very interesting.
0: Doctor, I have a question that I am going to ask you that is really for my wife more than anyone else. Um, (laughs) she, (laughs) She is very passionate in our household about reducing waste, reducing environmental impacts and all of that, which is incredibly admirable. On the other hand, she also loves to consume large quantities of cheese, and so she wanted me to ask you, as an environmentalist, how bad for the environment is cheese consumption, and how much of it should she consume?
1: That's a, that's a good question to a Swiss guy um, <laughs> I'm from the French-speaking of Switzerland, and you know the fondue and raclette, and uh, we we, um, we 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 have we have a Swiss dish. I acknowledge I also. That in fact, the, the originally the start of this study and and the large uh, uh, was in fact financed by the dairy industry, who wanted to know where they stand. In a sense, they wanted to answer the, the type of question you are you are asking here. So, uh, as as I say, uh, cheese is not great, but not dramatic either. Okay, and the reason I think is is uh, the, the dairy industry in the U.S is pretty efficient on average has, has has been working really on i mean for economic reason but when you produce more with the same cow who is producing about the same quantity of methane you are you, per kilo produce in fact since the 1960s the 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 emission have been reduced by a substantial amount not in absolute value because we're consuming more milk or or as such so um and i'm 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 asking the dilemma for myself because i'm I'm a cheese lover uh she she can she can have uh, quite a bit i think uh on the other hand uh getting part of our protein with beans and and uh with with plant product is even better let's put it like that okay so there, there is is already uh, we we are at between half and four times better than beef. So it's already a progress uh, compared to people who are eating beef. Uh, the, the, the other thing is, uh, uh, I'm coming from the area where Gruyere is is originating the, the Gruyere cheese, and Gruyere is pretty salty. And that, that's, in terms of health, uh, having rather not too salty cheese is, is a bit smart in that kind, especially if you have a hypertension. Uh, that, that, uh, that's the problem with sodium.
0: Doctor, can we veer off into a, a quick tangent real quick? Could I, uh, could I bother you to get your top three favorite cheeses?
1: My top three favorite cheeses? Um, I would say Gruyere, okay? Uh, raclette cheese, but it must be eaten, uh, melted. Okay, this is, you know how raclette works? I do not,
0: know. explain no, it. So-
1: it, it, it's a cheese which is meant for that. It's for coming from one county, in fact, in, in the Rhone Valley, uh, in Switzerland. And you have a, 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 big, a big wheel of cheese. You cut it by half and you, you expose it. In the old time, we were exposed to a fire and you melt the surface with infrared radiation. Okay. And then you take a knife and you scrape it. And in French means scrape. You scrape it in your plate. Okay. And you serve it with some potatoes and, 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 uh, pickled onions and it's really delicious. Okay? That sounds delightful. But, but you need to, to look for, look online. You find them in Wisconsin. There are some good racket cheese I found here when I arrived, that was survival, uh, uh, when we emigrated <laughs> 15 years ago. Um, it it's, uh, that this is, this is really delicious. It's not, it, it's a good cheese to eat cold, but not, not so much. And, it, within a, you do a party normally. I mean, I have a special oven for that. I mean, and we will serve like 15 people and we eat one after the other. And you <laughs> eat like uh, between uh, three to 10 of these different raclette uh, in one go. Okay, so that's, that's uh, and then something like a brie or something, a soft some soft cheese would be great.
0: One last follow up on cheese specifically um, American cheese is fraudulent cheese, correct? Like it's not good
1: cheese. I don't know. I want I, I <laughs> <don't. laughs> you mean in taste or in quality in,
0: in general existence, like taste, <laughs> substance, it's it's you know, it's usefulness.
1: If you like if if you're in the US, okay, uh, you don't want to import cheese from the other side of the world. That's not very good for the environment. So we need to find in, in in fact, for the Racklet, it's Swiss people who emigrated there and started to produce it in in uh, in Wisconsin, uh, in that case. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're surprised sometimes we can we can find local things which are which are really good. And and as I say, sometimes the fact U.S. there are a lot of people coming from very different corner. Uh, it's hard, for example, to find a good pizza uh, in Michigan. Okay, but there are a few places where you you find one uh, in that
2: case. So, uh, as we speak, Olivier, the NFL football season has started and Tom Brady, Michigan alum has taken the field. And I think myself, like many other people wonder, how has he been able to do this for so long at such an old age, but then I make the connection that you also work at Michigan and you've been studying these foods that add minutes to people's healthy life. And I want to know, how long has Tom Brady known about sardines in a t- tomato sauce? Did you guys slip him that information early?
1: No, we've, I've never communicated with, with, <laughs> with our, our football coach about that.
2: So you guys have not shaped TB12 at all in any way?
1: No, no, we haven't. <laughs> so
0: one of, the, one of the interesting things, I don't know how much, doctor, you know about TB12, but there are some weird parts of Tom Brady's diet where it's like he doesn't eat strawberries, things like that. And I'm just, I'm just curious, like, how does that work? Like, I know, I know that's maybe I'm not asking the right question there, but I just look at that, and I'm very confused by it.
1: Yeah, um... Again, we, we the resolution, present resolution of data doesn't enable you to really differentiate between strawberries and apple and pineapple and bananas. Okay. So far, people when they, they, they look how fruits are, are better, they ask people how many servings of fruit you've taken. And as you need twenty thousand people to start having a statistics. You get you sum up this quantity of fruits, and and so we don't really have presently the resolution to do that. With big data coming, we could hope to at least make a difference. Okay, and start saying, oh, strawberries are really good, or uh, on the contrary, they're just water. I mean, uh, I've been told mushrooms ju- are just water. I, I so they don't count as vegetables. But I, I I love mushrooms, so I would I would hope that in the future we get better data and and. And can eat some there, uh, ben- I mean, with some beneficial effect. Really.
0: Doctor, I feel like I have a question here that is actually really important for a lot of people. So I'm gonna get serious here you look around the landscape of American dining and fast food is such a big part of the American dining experience, especially for a lot of people that live in the so-called food deserts where they don't have access to fresh produce and things like that. And so these restaurants are making up a huge part of their diet. And based on this study, are you willing to place a particular fast food chain above the others in terms of health impacts because I'm assuming the environmental impacts of most fast food places are equally awful. And if not, in general, do you have some tips for people to maybe make smarter food choices if they live in one of these food deserts?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I'm not sure whether, whether they get in... It, I mean, if you go to a fast food uh, on the highway... You find some fast food where you have a, a nice choice of, of of I mean salad, vegetables as well as well as meat. Okay, but you you find uh, a reasonable choice. I I don't know enough whether in these places you also find that. Okay, well one thing is really we should really encourage, I mean and, and subsidize a healthy food. Okay? I think uh, in in the entire world probably agriculture is one of the most controlled, in fact, uh, industry in the sense that they, they, they are incentive and they are supported. Um, I mean, we speak of free market, but for agriculture, the, the, I mean, uh, um, subsidies are really important. So why not start that, that, that the state and, and, and the federal government really actively support healthy food and stop subsidizing, subsidizing uh uh, food which are detrimental i mean that would be that 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 that, that's really bad that we subsidize not necessarily based on either the environmental impact or the healthiness of food that that would help quite a bit um yeah providing access and and affordable uh, access is important and one of our next research is really also to combine our results with uh, with um, I mean the the price of food, and then suggest I don't want to suggest one or two food. I want I want food baskets, saying okay, let's have a food basket of healthy and affordable uh, food for different budget. I mean you could you could add. I mean for nuts, for example, it's a good example. Uh, peanuts are relatively cheap, and you, you can get that. If you want almonds and they require more water, uh, that's that's uh or i mean it's not necessarily the same ranges of price i mean to so it's not necessarily the same people who can afford that but you find uh some relatively uh cheap solution there but we should we should really work on on i mean vegetables per pound are you know, as expensive as meat uh, and i mean they're they are produced principle more efficiently so there is little reason we have that. We should subsidize this one and and stop subsidizing others.
2: Uh, so we are uh, loosely a sports podcast. And when it comes to sports talks, we like to rate things. And I want to see if you could give us uh, what's your most overrated food that people attribute too much healthiness to? Is it kale? Is that just a hipster fad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: it's a good question.
1: Okay, Kaylee, is good. I mean, uh, I, I I have the other that the other direction, if you like. I have an example where I was surprised that I thought they would be worse, and uh, French fries was was one, mm-hmm. for example, because and that, that depends a bit on the 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 quality of the oil. I mean, if you go in a place where the oil has been used a long time, it's not great, but otherwise. I mean, potatoes don't count as a vegetable. They are starchy vegetables. They are not included. I mean, they they don't enter the category of beneficial uh, for that. Whereas like sweet potato enter, they have more fibers. So uh, my my advice would be uh, taking. But I was surprised because in fact, the oil can be in that sense positive. Uh, And because we need polyunsaturated uh, fat oil, especially, and we get some of it. So, I mean, I was was previously uh, trying to, okay, I like, as a kid, already I was taking the fries with my hands, hands and uh, uh, there, and uh, uh, so I say, okay, I can I can allow myself uh, with that. Um, on on the positive side, I mean, it's I say it's a whole variety of things. So you cannot say kale is these things to go. I mean, I, I would perhaps <laughs> what what I would recommend is uh, have this variety of things and and find find some that you like. Uh, Perhaps uh, one is is a question of transportation. Also, uh, I have the, the, this question with avocados. I mean, uh, uh, depending where they are coming from uh, and how they have been transported, uh, I, I love them, but I would restrict a bit my consumption of that uh, because of transportation. But um, we, we we would need a bit. In fact, it would be really interesting to work here with um, uh, retailers to. Uh, to look with them how exactly the things are coming from and, and try to evaluate that.
0: Doctor, after you did all this research and you compiled the data and you see the results just sitting out in front of you, looking at some of these results, has it impacted your dietary choices since then? Like, was there anything on here that you were eating a lot of and now you're maybe cutting back or you're eating more of something else?
1: Yeah, we we we've been changing quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I, I love the hot dog inside. <laughs> well, who doesn't? So, I mean, so this one I quit it. I mean, I haven't taken a hot dog for quite a while uh, <laughs> since we've been working uh, on that. Um, and as I say, the cheese, I've, I've moved more so a bit less salty cheese. Uh, that's for sure. Um, uh, and I, I've I've reduced. I mean, I I've never been. Uh, meat e- uh, lover, if you like, but uh, I would, I would really restrict. Also, I mean, beef, I've, I've stopped beef consumption after we looking at the impact. Uh, and uh, sometime I have, I mean, if I'm invited in the family, I will still eat. I mean, I will not, uh, I will, I will not uh, play the 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 dogmatic person. Uh, we need to be pragmatic. If we, if we eat from time to time something we like, that's okay. But the the the, the frequency matters at this level.
2: So uh, one thing that got picked up a lot uh, was uh, talking about competitive eating, because right when we think competitive eating, we all think of Fourth of July eating hot dogs. So do you think are competitive eaters today's modern day gladiators?
1: That's a good question. Uh, uh...
2: Eating their lives away for our entertainment.
1: Uh, yes, partly. Uh, now it, it was interesting because uh, the, the, the hot dog champion there. People are saying, "Oh, but they must be dead because it's thirty-nine thousand minutes of life. Thirty-nine thousand is twenty-seven days of life." <laughs> when you, when you, I think he's taking more risk than that. I mean. The, the 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 risk in in competition like that is acute risk. So I'm not by data are not uh, based on any of these uh, of these data. So it's more risky than that. But to my knowledge, in fact, he's eating pretty uh, healthy. Or uh, what I've read from after in fact our publication, uh, the rest of the time um, to be able uh, to to afford that. But uh, honestly, it's, it's relatively disgusting. I mean, uh, <laughs> when, when you look at that, it's, for me, it's horrible. <laughs> That's uh, In addition to, the, to endangering the things. So let, let's be smarter. Let's do for competition for things which might be slightly smarter. That would be better. At least when with physical exercise, if we do sports competition, uh, in general, apart from boxing and some uh, special sport, uh, you, you add minutes. I mean, if you're not doing sport, making one minute of walking or biking is one one minute of life uh, added. If you're a bit more sportman like I am, uh, every day I commute about 40 minutes, this is 20 minutes of life gained, which is good.
0: Doctor, I want to stay on competitive eating for just a second. And I want you to imagine yourself as a competitive eater. If you had to competitively eat something, what do you think you would be best at eating?
1: Mm, It reminds me, before you do a colon cancer biopsy, (laughs) uh, you have to drink uh, like three liters uh, or more of water. So I I would choose water. That's that's probably... uh, the, the, the...
2: Although you got to watch out every once in a while, you hear those, you know, competitions where someone ends up drinking too much uh, water as well. And that can be dangerous as well, too.
1: That, 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 may be correct. especially what you should not drink is distilled water. Because if you, if you, if you drink uh, a substantial quantity of distilled water, you can die. I mean, because by, by osmosis, I mean, it means because in the water, you have uh, um, minerals and the distilled water has no minerals. So your mineral, I mean, basically, the the uh, by osmosis, it wants to compensate for that. So it may, may explode some of your cell wall if you do that. So you have, we have to be, I mean, don't go in a, where you find distilled water is for cars. So don't buy a gallon of distilled water and drink it. That's not good
0: doctor we are consuming horse paste as a society in lieu of vaccines you cannot tell me to not go out and drink cow water <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I have a couple uh, I'd like I have a couple other uh, food eating records and I'd, I'd like to read a couple and just have you give a quick guess how many how much life was lost through this competition so I see here uh, in one competition Joey Chestnut ate 5.9 pounds of funnel cake, which is essentially fried dough. 5.9 pounds. What do you think? How many minutes lost?
1: Um, <laughs> I, must, I must think uh, uh, in my calculation, I would say three, you say five pounds? Almost six,
2: 5.9.
1: 5.9, almost six pounds uh that's three kilograms so that's three thousand and by hundred grams from me divided by one. um this is like watching a calculator yeah that that's that's <laughs> it's probably two hours lost i mean something like that it's not it's not uh not not too bad i, I, I say the 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 risk is is suddenly you you load your stomach and every with the quantity so it's it's not so much the the epi data there mm-hmm. which matters okay. how
2: about how about a hundred and eighty two chicken wings
1: yeah the 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 white meat is not that bad uh it depends how many how many bones you swallow with it <laughs> <laughs> So a uh, uh, serving of chicken wing is—I know the, the number. It's three point three minutes, uh, basically three minutes lost. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that per for eighty-five gram, okay. So it's not that—that's that, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah.
2: How about uh, thirty-six pepperoni rolls?
0: What is a pepperoni roll? Yeah, um, that's...
2: A, a bunch of processed meat is what I'm guessing. Pepperoni's gotta be heavily processed.
1: Well that that's that's very comparable to the hot dog eating. But the the quantity is a bit perhaps lower than the it, it's what, sixty-eight hot dogs they are eating or 72 76 is the record. was 70, yeah. se, He
2: did seventy-six actually, uh this yeah. this last oh, fourth that's of fly. Right. Yep. Yep. Which I think that's about close to two days. <laughs>
0: Doctor, you've you've talked a lot about quantifying all of this in terms of like healthy minutes either gained or lost. But to get philosophical really quick, if you're really, really like if you're Joey Chestnut, for example, and you're really enjoying those 72 hot dogs, couldn't that be considered happy time quality life right there? If you if you enjoy eating the food that's taking time off your life.
1: This, this is a good question. I, w- I would say competition is 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 out of. I mean, you enjoy to win the competition. That's probably what is. I, I don't think he's enjoying the hot dogs when he's eating them. That's not uh... maybe like
0: the first one, but after that,
1: <laughs> yes, after that, I, or even the first one is swallowed so quickly that uh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's really hard. Um, uh, that that's what I say that. We 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 don't want to prescribe the life of people and but why not be smart enough that I find something I like and I enjoy, which is also at least not too detrimental. And that's that's a, and then reserve, okay. I, I once a month I get my, my beef steak or something like that. Or, or uh if I really enjoy it, I, I find but we, we have some alternative and that's where uh I, I, I would recommend people to find in in the basket something that they, they really enjoy and start re- phasing out uh, what is really bad and re- I would say limiting it or keeping it for special occasion in that case. So
0: before we let you go, I want to basically just cede the floor to you here for a second. If you had, I guess, one thing that you could really get across from this study to our audience, what would that be? What would you want them to know?
1: I think I, I want them to know that we can make a difference with relatively restricted changes. And that was even our title uh, of our paper, that that by changing 10% of our calories uh, only, you can, you can uh, gain one third, you can reduce by one third your dietary uh, carbon footprint, your, your impact on climate change. And you can gain like 50 minutes of, of, of healthy life per, per day. And this healthy life is not only that it, you prolong it, but it's also reducing, I mean, diseases like diabetes, or which which really impair your life and ruin a part of the quality of life. So uh, we can make a difference without Nestle. It could be also good to become vegan. But... To become vegan you need to know you need to be careful to get the b12 you need and and all that it's relatively hard but we can make a big difference with moderate changes and and without i mean keeping the joy we can have in eating
0: all right. Dr. Joliet, thank you so much for joining our podcast. I can definitely say you, you taught us a lot. You made us all smarter, and you made this podcast smarter, if not for at least one day. Um, if the people want to find your work, if they want to connect with you and see more of what you're doing, how can they do that?
1: Um, I think that the, the, there is a piece which is called The Conversation, or if you go to, to the University of Michigan News, You can find a link, uh, in fact, to the original publication and there you can have it free. So or uh, otherwise send me an email, but I don't want to receive uh, 3000 emails. Uh, But uh, uh, there is there is a way to read this publication free and there is an appendix in it, an Excel file, if you can handle an Excel file where you can look at the results for 160, the mostly uh, consumed food items. So there is quite a bit of data you can play with. And we might, uh, in fact, have our results in an nap uh, sooner rather than later.
0: Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to those results. In the meantime, I am going to go downstairs and eat approximately 30 grams of salted peanuts and do nothing for the rest of the day.
1: Excellent. Have a a nice evening and enjoy your peanuts. (laughs) Have a good one.
2: Thank you.